welcome back. This is Walker Zimmerman here at The Locker Room, episode three. Today we have Scotty Trinilla and Miguel Flores, two of the best equipment managers in the business. And we're gonna get a little insight as to what a day in the life of an equipment manager looks like. Hello and welcome back to The Locker Room. This is Walker Zimmerman, your lovely and most favorite host for the show. I am the only host for the show. Today we have special guests, Scotty Trinilla, Miguel Flores, Welcome, guys. We have uh, great equipment managers here at LAFC, and we want to welcome you to the show. Hey, thanks, Walker. Thanks, Walk. Thanks for having us here. I really appreciate it. You guys, uh, you really bring a lot of humor and joy around these parts. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming on. I think you guys can give some insight to the listeners uh, and a perspective that they're probably interested in. They see you guys around the facility, at the games, or maybe they don't, but they know you exist. And so we just want to talk about your job is what you do and how important it is for our team. So I guess, Scotty, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Um, where did this all begin for you? How did you get into the idea of becoming equipment manager? Was this from your childhood, involved in sports? Just a background of, of how this journey began. Uh, yeah, I grew up playing sports. It unfortunately wasn't soccer. Uh, Baseball and football were the sports that I grew up playing. I got involved in the equipment manager aspect of it because I was coaching my daughters playing soccer. And once they moved into club ball, I was asked if I wanted to be a kit man for their club teams. And I did. And it just led into PDL and then into USL and into the MLS. And now I'm here. Yeah. And that's how long ago was that that you began as equipment manager? I started... uh, PDL 2009 with the kids okay. at Pumas, um, and that's how I actually met my former boss at Seattle Sounders, and um, he just, at the time I was working full-time at Costco and doing the Kitman stuff on the side, and uh, I met him and kept communication with him as the years went on, and then once he had a position open, he uh, pulled me in, asked me if I wanted a full-time job. It was a little bit of a decision process there. I was in my 15th year with Costco, so mm-hmm. it's given up a lot of seniority yeah. and a good job, and um, just decided that to follow a dream. And yeah. I did, and I've never looked back. Yeah, so would you say that that dream kind of began, like when you first started being the equipment manager for the club, and then you got in PDL, were like, wow, I really want to make a run at this to be my career? Or was it something that kind of fell into your lap? Um, it, I mean, essentially, you could say it fell into my lap. I just, um, the coach at the time, Pete Fewing, had a lot of connections with players and teams in the, in the, in the MLS, and especially with Seattle. And uh, he, and if you ask him today, he'll tell you the same story. He came to training one day from wearing a, a sweatshirt that uh, was from Kansas City. Um, and I asked him, I told him that I really liked it, and I asked him at the time, I said, do you think that I ever would have a shot making an equipment manager in the MLS? And he said, you can do anything you want to. And yeah. when you're ready, I'll give the word. And you know, and that he actually did say something to my former boss about it and saying, you know, you need to get this guy over here. And that's so fascinating because I think of how hard it is for even players to get noticed, and I can't even imagine, like, if that is a dream of some listeners out there even to become involved in being an equipment manager, it's almost like, how do you get there? And so the right. connections and the networking that takes place and just being bold and, and asking, like the fact that you went out and asked, hey, like, is that something I would be able to do? Like, that's kind of how it begins. So uh, yeah. I'm curious, Miguel, what is what's your story in, in getting involved? In yeah, that? so for me, coming out of college, um, 
I was in the pursuit of uh, being a teacher. Um, I played sports my whole life as a little kid, so I was going to be a PE teacher. Oh, nice. That was my initial goal. Um, graduated college, and all I needed was my teaching credentials, so one more year for that. And uh, after that, I just went straight into my master's, actually. Okay. I just forgot about the teaching credential, went into my master's program, and then from there, a year into it, uh, I wanted to get more involved with soccer. Soccer is my, you know, my favorite sport. Right. And uh, looking into ways of how to get into like the actual like team, actual support staff. And uh, I was talking to one of my classmates, and he was like, "Hey, man, just go into like go into the website, go into like teamwork online, go into even Craigslist." He mentioned mm-hmm. Craigslist, which is funny because I did that. So yeah. I went to Craigslist, and I literally typed in soccer jobs. I was in San Francisco at that time. Okay. Couple years back, I was in SF, and uh, yeah, soccer. And then there was a new team coming up, um, the San Francisco Deltas, which were going to be part of the NASL. So I was like, you know, what's, what's this? You know, mm-hmm. clicked into it. It was a team admin position. It's like, what's a team admin? You know, <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. It was a team admin. So I looked into the team admin. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's it's cool, but it's more of like being yeah, you, in a desk, being right. behind the laptop. You got to be really organized. Thing. You got to be setting up meetings. To be honest, just Logistics, logistics. Exactly. I'm just like, you know what? I'm more of a, you know, like being out, you know, being active active the whole time, you know. So I was like, what other jobs are there, you know, that are in that realm? So, yeah, I looked into the equipment manager and I I emailed this guy from the Deltas. And, yeah, so long story short, I was basically like, hey, I'm not really looking into the team admin position, but are you looking for an equipment manager? And they're like... We will, but later on, like, you know, a couple months, you know, all right, well, just keep me in mind. You know, I yeah. have, by the way, I have no experience, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to work on it, just like, you know, like, reach out to other yeah. equipment staff, you know? And that's what I did, actually, even before my first interview, I uh, reached out to other NASL teams, MLS teams, other equipment guys, like, hey, you know, what's your job? You know, what, what do you do? You know? And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from those informational interviews. And uh, one of those times I actually came down to L.A. I have family in L.A., so it worked out. I came down to see my family and to uh, meet Raul, the equipment manager from the Galaxy. So he showed me around. So, yeah, he was a lot of help. So basically, long story short, I got that job with the Deltas. Um, Mark Dos Santos, yep. one of our uh, former coaches here, um, yeah, he brought me in. He gave me the opportunity. And... Uh, that first year was crazy. Two years ago in SF, it was just every single day was a learning experience mm-hmm. for me. Every single day. But, yeah. But here like you are. It. You're thriving. Here I am. The tutelage yep. of exactly. Scotty here. <laughs> um, it's fun. You know, I think that's interesting that both of you guys kind of went out on your own right. and pursued, hey, like, what are opportunities are there for me? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really cool. And you touched on it a bit that you learned so much. You know, there was so much yeah. within the job. And I know just from being a player, there are so many different things that you guys do for us, so many hats that you wear on a day-to-day basis. And I just want you to try and brainstorm with me, because I came up with a couple ideas of what are the jobs that are within the job. You know, you do a lot of, obviously, the laundry and having all of our clothes clean from training, on the loops every day, setting up cones on the field. Uh, Miguel is the best gum giver in the MLS. <laughs> by, uh, by the way, hold on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Would you oh, like wait. some now? Actually, <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm pulling out a piece of extra right now, and it's in the mouth. There we go. Yeah. No problem, dude. So, wow, and you tricked me. That was a, a winter fresh pack, <laughs> but it's actually the pink bubble gum. So, like I said, they're stuff, full man. of random surprises. Um, but yeah, if you just touch on like all the different things that being equipment manager what it entails, because you guys do so much 
for us, I think it'd be yeah. fun to talk about all the random things that kind of go on throughout your job. Yeah, um, I guess I'll start. I mean, to be honest, you got to know exactly what each player's needs are. Each player has its own, like, they like their own, you know, things, their own tendencies. So you got to learn that from the get-go. First week or two, it's going to be difficult, you know, obviously getting to learn every single one of you guys. But once that process, you know, once we know exactly what you guys want. like So what would an example play- yeah. So, for example, some players want gum before training. There's only a handful, and I know exactly who those players are, so I go up to them right away, <laughs> get, get their gum. Um, some players, different socks. Mm-hmm. So some players like different socks. we got to know exactly what socks they want. Um, what else? What else? Another. Um, I, think, I think for me it's like it's mostly memory. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you say it's, it's so many different hats, but all of the jobs actually fall <laughs> under the equipment hat and and depending on who you are you take it upon yourself as to you know I learned what Sean and them do as far as water bottles and you know I couldn't sit down and tape somebody but at any one given session of, of training if I needed to I could pick up the right rack of water you know it's just right. it's memorizing a lot of different things under that hat of equipment it's keeping in mind yes each of the players have their own specifics that they like and then some of them, regardless of how specific they are, you have to generalize it and give everybody the same thing. But I think that's the that's the biggest thing, not just in, in the equipment aspect, but it also in the camaraderie that you build with each of the players individually. Um, they know and can count on you for certain things. And, you know, like for a while there, the biggest thing for us, for you, like preseason, was learning that after we play a game, you want your boots and you want your, we need to take your souls out. Mm-hmm. You're the only one yeah. on the team that we do that for because nobody else has made it something specific. <laughs> no, we, nobody else we understand why. Through their shoes. <laughs> right. yeah. Nobody else has went through four <laughs> pairs of shoes. But um, so it's you know just the little tiny things that each each of you guys do or have at any one given point. But it's not just you guys as players. It's the coaches. It's you know knowing that you know John is going to if the temperature is at this point he may or may not want this the stadium jacket and we need to have one ready to go so it doesn't take us 10 minutes to go find it mm-hmm. it's okay john's probably going to ask for a jacket let's get this out so when he does or maybe we preemptively hang it to where he can find it and let him know here it's there it's those little tiny things that go really really far yeah because even as a player it's like we might not even think about the tiny details that you do for us so like i did notice the the souls coming out after three weeks I'm like oh my gosh like this is amazing yeah. like what a good job from these guys. I probably should have told you that way earlier. Thank you for that. But it's just things that you don't pay attention to, that, but you guys pick up on. And so we don't even notice it as players. And then we get to our locker, and it's like, oh, he has these kind of socks for me. Like, he knew that I asked for these last week, and now he's made the switch for me without me having to even think about it. Yeah, and I think that we could go around the locker room, both of us. I mean, could go around the locker room and say... You got sizes, we, sponsorships. Yeah, like, yeah. and we, yeah. Put, we put your guys' boot bags out there. But we can tell usually when we're packing those up, who's missing right. without even looking yeah. at numbers. We're like, okay, we can look around the room and go, he didn't pack his boots, and Harvey's runners are over there, and he needs his runners because right. he gets ready to go in his runners. One of the only people that does that on the team. So it's those little tiny things for each one of you. Even the coaches have very high specific things yeah. that they want. And so. do you ever find yourself looking at random people in the street and be like, yeah, they're like a size seven, <laughs> by, uh, medium, maybe 
you know, maybe yeah, I do, I, yeah. yeah, I do, I do it. Scotty, Scotty's pretty good at doing I, that. I do um, it, especially with our guy Paul, our security guy. Oh, <laughs> poor Paul. Uh, we just, we just did that. I mean, they, they, I mean, I've been doing this long enough that you can almost look at somebody and say, "He's large." He says, "He large. says," and they'll come and say, you know, like Paul. Paul came in one day and he asked for his training gear and, and he said he wanted XL and I was like, no, dude, you're, act, you're absolutely going to be a 2X. Yeah. He's going to like kill a, me yeah, for yeah, this. He's, he's a I mean, he goes, no way, no way. He got all upset and put on the XL and I was like, you're, do you need you're, a 2X? You need a 2X. <laughs> he goes, okay. He's like, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. So, I mean, you just you just get to a certain point where you, you know, and I'll, I'll be, it's like I said, it's a, it's a bunch of memory, memorization stuff, you know. I get crap all the time because I can't remember this but I can tell you what number this player is what size shirt he wears as opposed to his shorts and what size shoe he is for his right. cleats and his runners yeah you know it's incredible that's incredible so of all these jobs that you guys have on a day-to-day -day basis obviously there's two of you sorry Miguel you're the assistant to the main equipment manager so I don't know if that means more <laughs> delegation is it more 50 50 how do you guys determine the jobs that you do. Does one of you really like doing certain things more than the other? Um, what are your favorite jobs within the job? What are your least favorite? How are those divvied up? Um, well, seems like I do more, and it's rightfully so. It's, I do yeah, more of the, uh, the, the physical work, you know, yeah. just like going out. 100%. But like, Scotty I love. Definitely but I love, not 50 50. But I love, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, I can say that by I mean, myself. Definitely not 50 50. Scotty's hips but been through a lot, exactly, man. He needs you exactly. to take care of him in that way. At first, I was like, man, like, Sorry. <laughs> Dang. Everything's um, So, yeah. So, uh, first I was like, man, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But I'm like, you know what? This guy's in pain every single day. I'm like, I could, you know, I could do this. I'm, I'm fine. I'm young. I'm like, you yeah. know, I, that's why I'm here, you know? So, I'm like, now it's like, waking up early for me was like no problem because I was always a morning prison. Always, since I was a kid. So, waking up, getting here early, doing the laundry before training, no problem for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only thing that sucks was that is at the beginning of the year when all the boxes come in, all the shipments. Oh man. There's a imagine. ton, a ton of boxes and just making sure everything's there. Like packing slip, getting all the counts, making sure every single thing's there. Like that's what kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. Those first couple weeks, two, three weeks. But after that, once we get everything organized, everything rolling, it's not I, and I will bad. say you guys have like the coolest setup I've ever seen with those shelves. Can you just oh, explain space 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 yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. that is I feel like that is a must-have as an equipment manager. Yeah, I mean, I I had one in Seattle. Um, I think mine's a little bit bigger, uh, but yeah, it's definitely something that helps with the organization. Um, makes it easier to put things away. Um, this year, we were able to get the company to come in and add grids so that we can keep things separated by sizes. You know, it keeps things a little bit neater because after you've dig th you dig through the boxes a couple of times, sure. everything's crazy inside there. So. It's nice to be able to keep it separate. How would you describe those for our listeners to try and paint a picture? Because I had never seen one before. It's like a revolving like uh, handle that is essentially imagine a bunch of bookshelves. In it. Right. So you yeah, if you've this. ever been into a um, political library or even your dentist office or doctor's office, if you can see behind the shelf, um, they have the filing systems. Um, and the shelving itself, the entire shelf, bookshelf itself rolls back and forth. Um, on a fixed track 
and that's basically what we have. We just don't have it set up for files. It's shelves and locking doors so I can keep our it's kids genius. behind keys and keep all the shoes separated. Keeps it clean. Yeah, I have one whole aisle back there that's just shoes because yeah. you guys are crazy shoe hordes. For sure, for sure. And it gives you more room to uh, play around that Nerf hoop you guys have in your office. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's one of the best parts of the job, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, before training starts, we always like to get a game in there. Well, of, yeah, uh, I mean, that kind of leads me into the whatever. next question is, like, what do you guys do when the players aren't here? How much fun is being had doing... Don't tell them the whole I mean, while the laundry's washing... <laughs> Don't tell them the whole maybe truth. Okay. Yeah. okay, cool. You know, what are you guys doing? You're playing horse, you're playing ping pong. Yeah, um, who's, yeah, who's we better? get our... We got our good ping pong fix in um, while the clothes are drying, actually. Um, so we everything's put the, we, on after, timers. After, yeah, everything's on timer. So I go, I'll get in like around 6.30 a.m. every day. Uh, put in the day before their laundry from the coaches the day before. Aren't you and, supposed to be uh, at 6? What the? <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Anyway, um, less washing time for the players. Oh. Um, but yeah, so after that, after I, Leave it in the wash. Um, I'm either just playing basketball or working out. Yeah. Uh, I like to get a good workout. And then after training, we put the clothes in the wash and then we go eat. Mm. So then that's about the time you guys start leaving and we do a little ping pong session. What's so, the, what's yeah, because the none of us want to be embarrassed by the fact that you guys play the way you do. And he <laughs> takes full advantage. I mean, can we make another comment about my hip? Because I'm going to yeah, make sure. one. Just, I feel mean, <laughs> old enough as it is. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, we, we do a ping pong session, and it's it's quite comical, actually. Yeah, to, I'm sure. I'm going to see it. I'm have to stick around a little bit later yeah, today. This, I mean, I don't know why he doesn't take advantage of it more often. If you just hit it to the back side of the way I'm walking, the feel, he wins. Yeah, you're I done. So, can't rotate. I feel bad. So but what, what we did at the Zimmerman household growing up, and feel free to use this strategy to divvy up different jobs, but we were so competitive. I had two older brothers, and so we would always have some chores to do, maybe on a Saturday. And um, of those chores, we would write them down on a piece of paper. So we'd write down, you know, clean the toilet, clean the bathtub, sink, like vacuum, you know, all the different chores around the house, clean the kitchen, and we would get a dice, and we would roll it, and the high number would have to do that chore. And so some days you would walk away and not have to do anything because you rolled ones, twos, you're like, heck yeah, like I'm good. But some days, if you were bad on the dice, you were stuck doing a lot of things. So it's a risk reward system. And I feel like it just created a, a level I'm of- I'm telling you so right now, so you're saying, so he would, he would <laughs> basically do 100% of the job if it was I'm telling you, if you show up to work tomorrow with a die, <laughs> <laughs> mm, game over. Yeah, yeah that's what you got to yeah. pull the seniority card. I mean, I feel like I feel like this. It, as I was coming up, and as I made it into my position as a first assistant, uh, or to, uh, an assistant to the first team, um, and then actually I had, well, not had the assistant equipment manager in Seattle. Um, those were my responsibilities as an assistant. I made sure that the laundry was done. Yes, there's a, a larger. Um, crew in Seattle, mm -hmm. um, given the amount of teams that they cover over, you know, just from one equipment room. But um, there's a lot of the responsibilities that he takes care of that is not necessarily that I can't do them because there are occasions when I have to do them, you know, um, specifically uh, like this weekend. Um, we, our schedule doesn't allow for time off. It's mm -hmm. like our time away from the job. Um, so, Normally, we would have a day off after the game. Right. 
Miguel goes to the stadium, finish, cleans up the stadium. I come here and get us ready for the next day. But in this type of a situation this week, and we train the day after. So he still has to go to the stadium, mm -hmm. redo the stadium, get it all cleaned up. And I'll take care of training, getting it all set up. He'll show right. up when he's done. But, right. you know, it's it's a matter of I had to go through all of those steps in my job. And in order to be able to delegate those things, 100%. I have to have knowledge of what I'm what I'm looking for. This yeah. is how I want you to do it. And I, I mean, even way back when I was at Costco and I was a supervisor, manager, you know, whatever, I always had a hard time with managers telling me what to do that haven't done it themselves. 100%. So, um and, and that's actually like, if I look down the road and think of possibly going into coaching, say I go into college coaching, I always think about if I'm running a preseason, I'm never going to ask them to do some kind of fitness exercise or drill that I haven't done myself. Right. And just knowing that I've been through it, knowing that you can do it, and then them knowing that you've been through it. So the fact that Miguel knows, hey, you paid your dues, you've been there like at the early days of summer, like 6 a.m., like putting things in boxes, getting everything ready, doing all that physical work that he's now doing, uh, the fact that he knows that you've been there is definitely something that makes your partnership work. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing where you can build up a level of frustration for your supervisor, and then it allows you to create a mental hatred towards being at that job. And, you know, loving to come to work goes a long way, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, you know, we touched on it a, a tiny bit, but I want to talk about your game day schedule. And so what does that look like? Give paint a picture for the listeners of, you know, what is a, a day in the life on game day for you guys as equipment managers? Uh, typically, whether we're on the road or even here at home, um, I like to show up at least three and a half to four hours before kick. Um, that gives us time to identify um, missing pieces, problems, fix things, you know, who has boots, who doesn't have boots, mm -hmm. do we have time to go get them, can we send somebody to get them, you know, answer questions like that and um, within what's going on in the room, find out has there been changes within the 18, you know, just prepare yourself for anything that can happen mm -hmm. and I feel like four hours is, I mean, that's, that's essentially the way I did it coming up all the way through, you know, PDL all the way through. Yeah. MLS now it's giving yourself enough of a window to fix problems or put out fires if they exist Makes a lot we sense. definitely also do the uh, pre-game locker room uh, video <laughs> session so it's forced um, this is a thing I started back in the, with the Deltas Mitchell and I our team admin um, we do like this like snapchat so basically it's like a 10 second thing snapchat mm -hmm. like little yeah. 10 second videos basically of us we put on a song and Scotty um, dances. So he's like, in <laughs> where, the, even, where are these so videos? This is basically, even so with this my is basically, bad hip. So back, you know, when I was young, I always liked seeing um, on ESPN or something like that, like locker room shots yeah. from like football, Candid. Games, baseball. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, just like rock. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? So I want to do something like that for myself, kind of like, hey, I want to post videos for like other people just to see what our locker room looks like away and home. Mm -hmm. So. I wanted to, you know, get a little twist to it, so I just put on a song and Scotty's in the background dancing. So these videos, I usually post them on my Twitter or Snapchat, obviously. So that comes to the point where the little Michael Myers mask yeah. on there. 
We were in, we were. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good story. So this was uh, this was in Halloween. Obviously, I think it was a Halloween weekend. We were in Case. It's okay. You can tell them that your favorite person is Michael Myers. It is. It is Michael Myers. Yes. Um, yeah. So last we were in Casey. We were in last regular season. It game. was right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So end of October. It was travel day. Actually, we had like an hour before we left to the airport, and I decided to go to the store real quick and buy a Michael Myers mask. I was like, you know what? Like, let's get it. You know, let him be. We'll do something stupid, you know? We'll do a little pregame locker room shot with it. All right, cool. So we bought it, and we took it, and yeah. So that it was, was it training. Was it was training when we did that right yes. at the yeah. hotel. So, was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was when you we decided to scare people yeah, um, so as we they were coming in. I, yeah, I was going to bring that up because uh, I remember that specifically, and I walk into the, the <laughs> hotel room where Miguel and Scotty are with all of our equipment. We had training that day. And I pick up my things, and Miguel's just kind of looking at me, like, you know, just like kind of creepily. And I was like, I was like something, and I didn't see Scotty anywhere, so I was like, something is not quite right. And then I slowly turn, and just like very steadily creeping up on me is this guy in a Michael Myers mask. So um, that's that's the humor that you guys bring to the locker room. And uh, I guess how I want to kind of wrap this up is. Uh, really expressing how much we appreciate it as players, uh, what you guys do for us, but then also the morale that you give us with your humor, um, your ability to do things like that where we're on the road and maybe we need it and you guys provide a little Michael Myers moment where um, you're just so involved, you're um, creating laughter in the locker room and it just brings joy to us every day seeing you guys happy and coming in and um, maybe it's a day where you might be down, but we never can tell because you guys are always so joyful, working hard, and so we really appreciate all that you guys do for us. Um, so I just want to want to leave you guys with that. Uh, I appreciate you so much for being on the locker room, for having a little get-together. Appreciate you inviting us. Yeah. Yes, Hopefully the, the listeners can walk away knowing that they can maybe ask to find other equipment manager jobs because it sounds so fun. You guys yeah. definitely made it sound amazing. <laughs> Um, sure. So yeah, I appreciate you guys being on, and uh, this is episode three of the locker room. Thanks, Walt. All right, guys. All right, guys. That's all we have for today. Thanks for listening. This is Walker Zimmerman in the locker room, episode three. Make sure you subscribe to Inside LAFC to hear more podcasts, including back to back with Jordan Harvey, Stephen Betashore, and many, many more from the LAFC Pod Fam. Thanks for listening. See you next time.